listening to Unfiltered with Muhammad Uncut, a podcast about personal growth and authentic leadership. If you're looking for tips on how to manage others, get ahead, and make your way up the corporate ladder, this is not the show for you. This podcast is about being of service to others, leading from the heart, and evolving into a better version of yourself. Each episode brings you motivated stories about unfiltered leadership and authentic leaders, those who involve others, use their influence to amplify diverse perspectives, and inspire teams to achieve collective results. If this sounds like you, keep listening. Welcome to the Unfiltered Podcast. And my next guest knows a thing or two about branding. And I mean, why shouldn't he? He's been doing this for, I believe, 40 years. And he's received over 320 international awards on design and branding. David Breyer, welcome to the Unfiltered Podcast. Thanks so much for having me, man. I'm thrilled to be here. I'm so excited to talk to you. You know, a lot of the people that I interview on this, and I've been doing this for only a month, by the way, you know, so I say a lot of people, but I've interviewed about 20 people in the past month and I've learned a lot. What I've learned is so far has been either about inspirational or aspirational goals. And what I want to tell people today, that's good. I, you know, that's what my listeners looking for, but I want them to know the importance of being strategic and that's where you come in. Completely. Completely. So a bit of background about David. David is known as the branding and rebranding expert. Hey, I'm reading, but what the hell? I mean, you've got a bio that goes like this. David is also a keynote speaker. He's a best-selling author of the number one Amazon book, Brand Intervention, 33 Steps to Transform the Brand You Have into the Brand You Need. David has a rare distinction of being presented the Presidential Ambassador for Global Entrepreneurship Medallion. He's Google's number one ranked rebranding expert. He's got four decades, I've said this, four decades, get that, of expertise sought after by companies of all sizes, from startups to global organizations in every industry demanding an unorthodox, and I know that I've listened to podcasts that have had you as a guest, unorthodox edge in today's business climate, the only way to go. David and his work have been featured in Adweek, Fast Company, Forbes, I, Inc. Magazine, Huffington Post, Entrepreneur, Thrive Global, The New York Times, and numerous other blogs and podcasts, and that I know as well. I've had the pleasure of listening to you with you as the guest, but today, David, you are my unfiltered guest, and thank you for joining us today. How are you? I'm very, very good, and I, I love your enthusiasm. I love your enthusiasm, and so let's, let's get to it, man. What do you, okay, what do you want this. to cover? What do you want to cover? You tell me. Well, you know what? Like I said, my listeners have been, you know, hey, Muhammad, we're listening to the Unfiltered Podcast because we want to become a better version of ourselves. We want to become the unfiltered leader who's no BS and you get what you get. It's no masks, right? Yeah. Great. But you can be inspirational. You can be aspirational. But why, David, is it important to be strategic and where does brand come in? Well, that to me is like asking... Is it important to have to that, that your prospects have a pulse and have a heart? <laughs> Seriously, because the thing is, is that we want to be intentional when we're communicating. Now, that doesn't mean we want to be opportunistic and it doesn't mean we want to be abusive and it doesn't mean that we want to be. It's all about us, but we want to be intentional like if I'm in a room talking with someone 
what is my intent? Is it to just flip it into a deal or is to actually build a relationship? A lot of businesses and a lot of entrepreneurs are very focused on the short-term gain. It's like, how do I make this nut? How do I make this revenue? How do I close this deal? How do I get this job? If you look at all of those questions, those are all focused on the wrong thing. That's like, what am I going to get out of the deal? That's foundationally and strategically 180 degrees ass backwards. You need to be like, okay, I'm here. Who am I going to help? How am I going to help? How am I going to leave this situation better than the way I arrived? How am I going to make, how am I going to move ordinary to extraordinary? Because bottom line is, is if I'm willing to show up and provide ordinary, I have just demoted myself to being an expendable piece of shit. You know, David, everybody asks me, who's your listener? My response, who doesn't need to hear what you just said to us? Right. Right. And when you start there, you realize no pulse. You're not going anywhere. And if it's focused on you and not them, you're not going anywhere. So, you know, you got into branding because you'll love it. Branding, as you know, I've heard you say, it's inviting curiosity and wonder, and it helps us go beyond the surface. That's right. Why is that important? And I know to speak to somebody who's been doing it for 40 years, again, they're gonna say to me, well, no pulse. But remember, you're dealing with newbies who don't really think that this sort of strategy is important because they don't, they don't know it. So how good. do you convince right. them? So, uh, so I, would, I, would challenge, I would challenge a newbie. I'd say, good, take the next five years. I'll take two newbies right now. I'm going to give you uh, – here, I'll even do it. I'll, I'll even make it more finite. 60 days. You should, you should t- have two of your listeners take this challenge. 60 days. One just focuses on the deals and what's good for them and just just going after the deals, the deals, the deals. And the other is like, okay, who can I help? I, I had dropped I had dropped something. It was one of the first things that went viral for me on LinkedIn. And it was, you know, uh, making a million dollars is not your problem. Helping a million lives. Or no, making a million dollars is not the solution to your problem. Helping a million people is and so it's got to be centered around what am i doing what's because at the end of that period at the end of those 60 days and the reason i was going to go for a longer period of time because you'd really see it compounding let's say you took a year and you said this person's going to focus on who they help who they benefit etc etc the other one's going to be just on deals and deals and deals and deals at the end of those 12 months one of them is gonna have something that starts amounting to a legacy where things are in a better position for others that they've interacted with than prior to them arriving on the scene. The other one will have been, okay, they may have helped provide this. um, They may have provided this uh, service. They may have provided this product. They may have done this. They may have closed X amount of deals. I can guarantee you the one whose focus is on helping will feel more rewarded, will feel more alive, will be considered more valuable by all of those people they're interacting with than the one that's just closing the deals, you know, and, and over a period of time, it will actually show up in one's bank account as well. 
you may see some sh- you may see some short term gain on the transaction one, but that's my answer. And what you just shared is what you say to your client, whether you're talking to the one down the street or whether you're talking to the big, you know, client that you've got, and you've got many of those big clients that you've worked with, right? Yeah. So yeah. your story doesn't change. Your story. So what difference are you making, and how are you making the world a better place, right? Totally. Help me out here. Does that resonate with people when you start talking people over profits? I mean, how do you align the two? How do you help people? How do you help your potential client realize, wait a minute, you don't bring people into it. You don't super, have super easy, 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 easy. I simply say, let me ask you something. Why? I said, have you ever bought a car? And they're like, yep. Have you gone into a car show, car dealership showroom? Yep. Do you like dealing with those people? Hate them. Why? Their experience is right there. I've never had one person says, oh, I, I love them. They're amazing. I feel enriched. I feel empowered. I feel recognized. I feel valued. I feel irreplaceable. No. So that, if you're transaction-based, you are being a freaking car salesperson. That's the kind of, you are replaceable. No one gives a shit about you because you don't give a shit about others. You want to increase your relevance as a brand? The way you increase your relevance as a brand is by increasing the, uh, the relevance others have, period. My clients will go to the freaking death with me because I give a shit. I call them up, not because I have to, because I want to. It's like, how are you doing this? How are you doing this? Month? How's that? How are things going? How's stuff going? I'm interested. I give a damn. And the and if I were to have any complaint made to me by my clients, is that I spoiled the living shit out of them. And they're like, no one holds a candle to you. That's what they tell me. And I'm not doing that for that outcome, but you know, I know what it's like to be to be deal with shitty vendors. I know what it's like to deal with shitty companies. I know what it's like. Well, do I want to actually be that too? Hell no. You don't want to be part of that experience and you want to make sure that your client isn't providing that experience either, right? You know, and, and this really resonated with me when COVID hit, right? We've been living through the pandemic for the past, you know, hopefully it's not going to get worse. We, right now, feels like we're teeter-tottering between going back to, you know, high numbers or hopefully going to a better place. But at the onset of the pandemic and about three weeks into it, when we started inching towards reacting and responding, we started noticing that the successful marketing companies or the companies that were used to successful marketing, that is, understood you needed to feel with us. You needed to matter. It wasn't about selling anymore. So you talk about this, you know, cars and, you know, my day job, I, I work with cars too, right? We, so we work with the automotive manufacturers and, it's always about we're going to give you this and we're going to do this because we're going to increase our pockets as well. But during the pandemic, because we were all kind of up together, right? We realized, wait a minute, what matters is your safety, your well-being. Now, that message needs to stay, right? If a company right now doesn't make me feel valued because they've sold me something, I won't go back. So you talk about values. Why are values important in branding? Well, let's see. 
the greatest brands and the, the, the brands that we know and respect the most are built on values. They're not built on a number of features that they have. Apple, when Steve Jobs came back in 96 to Apple, he had to ask himself, okay, we have a legion of, we're, we're on the brink of, of, of being done, right? Until they got that infusion of a hundred, I think it was 150 million in, in uh, asset, you know, cash to base a cash infusion from Microsoft, right? Their arch, their arch uh, enemy, right? And so the thing is, is, but it was for the greater good, you know, and Steve Jobs had to get humble about that and go, we need this to, to survive this. But the thing is, is, okay, how do we come out of the gate? Do we come out of the gate and just talk more about our shit? And do we talk about our operating system? Are we talk about our design? We do, da, da, da. No, he made it about, he has that, the, the most, and I think it's truly one of the most stellar examples of advertising that I've ever seen was the Think Different campaign, where all, you, you had everyone from Albert Einstein to Mahatma Gandhi to Martin Luther King to John Lennon to Bob Dylan to Miles Davis to Pablo Picasso to Martha Graham to uh, you know uh, Thomas Edison to all of these uh, Alexander Graham Bell actually I think it was was and so I mean you have these amazing 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 people and you go what was the thing and they had to basically answer the question of well if you want to learn know about somebody really fast. You ask them who their heroes are. And so that story has always stuck with me. And that became the Think Different campaign. Think Different was based on values. It appealed to our values. It appealed to our sense of we did not want to conform. We were willing to go places where others didn't. Same thing with Nike, with Just Do It. Also equally brilliant, right? Um, and so the, so the thing is to me, the values are the things that are timeless. Features are the things that are finite and ever-changing. So the more that you, you know, hit your wagon to the star of timeless values, the better off you're going to be because then you can pivot. Then you have room to pivot. Right. Well, and, and it pays off. I mean, you, look, you use Nike and Apple. And, you know, if I go to Nike, when, um, you know, and when Nike was supporting Kaepernick and, and, you know, kneel, don't kneel, right? We saw how that resonated with the audience, how that resonated with people who bought Nike and maybe who didn't, but now will. Yeah. Right? So, you know, you take a stand, Nike did, people are going to buy into, you, you, you know, your vision. Apple, yeah. who wants to pay two grand for, for a phone? You know, it, it's, it's no different than the com competition or something you can get from China. But you know, they buy into the vision. They buy into those values because I'm not just carrying an iPhone. I'm carrying the values of someone who owns the iPhone. So it's that. Completely. Right? Completely. Well, plus, well, plus the thing is, is let's look at it. Let's take their biggest, let's, let's take Samsung, right? The technologies are probably quite comparable. You know, um, I mean, I'm, I, I have Apple products, so I don't, I, I've not used Samsung, but I, I mean, it looks pretty cool. The design looks pretty cool. It looks, looks happening. Nice. This, that, the other, but it's a faceless entity as a brand. Apple has the legacy of Steve Jobs. Right. Right. To, to today. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 It, it's, it's lasting. And you talk about earlier, you talk about legacy and the person can go, but the legacy will stay. Right. And so it becomes the, you know, your brand becomes who you are. And that kind of leads me to 
you know, why you're here today. Because, you know, people say, wait a minute, you're talking branding and how you bring that into strategy and why is it important to leadership? Well, wait a second. We, as leaders, walk around with these masks, right? So we, we walk around with these filters, you know, today. I mean, you're on social media just like I am, and you see the filters that we're, we encounter daily, right? So how do you take that shit off and say, look, what you get with me is the authentic, it's the real thing, right? But my question to you, how important is branding to our internal and external personas, how we show up in places? I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you, you got to be real. You got to be real. And you got to be, you got to be, if you're real, that question goes away. If okay. you're real, that question doesn't come up. If you're taking a posture, that question comes up. So I don't, so I wouldn't even entertain that question. I think that question is only asked when people are saying, how should I posture? And I'm going, why the hell are you going to freaking posture? Right. Right. That's bullshit. So let, because, let me go look, deeper. Cause I, cause I know, cause I know Gary V is no different internally than he is externally. That's it. That's it. Right. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to kind of bet on this. So are you, right? I, I don't think you show up differently here today than on another podcast or when you're doing a video or when you're talking to a client. And that transparency comes back to values. You yeah. see values. So if I want to buy into, you know, I want to deal with a client or I want to work with a, a group of people and they're not transparent. And all of a sudden, you know, they turn around and they have a different set of values and I can't talk to them. I can't see who they are. I can't trust them. I don't know who they are. And so, you know, that wasn't a trick question, but I think it's one that a lot of leaders deal with. Well, wait a minute, I'm going into work. I can't be the person that I am at home or vice versa. It depends, you know, where we have a more forgiving environment, but we get to make that decision and choice. Yeah, yeah. no, I think I, I, I well, it also simplifies this, <laughs> simplifies a lot of shit. So you don't have to deal with it. I mean, look, I mean, when, when, when Claude Silver and I talk, Claude is, you know, is Gary's number two person, right? You know, when, I mean, we've become very dear friends and she is, she's who she is, you know, she's not doing the Claude Silver chief heart officer persona. And that's different when we're just talking. I mean, we're talking, we're talking, you know, and I mean, you know, a lot of people saw our, our, uh, you know, we did a LinkedIn live and people saw it. They checked out, they got, they, well, they got a taste. That's, a, that's the way we talk. I mean, that none of, none of that. I mean, when we're gushing, we're gushing just like that. And I, and I love her to the ends of the earth. I just, I, I think she's, I just think she's incredibly special. I adore her. She's incredible. And the feeling is reciprocal, but that's just, you know, that's just it. And if somebody can't deal with that shit, I mean, but I'm, but I'm that way with a lot, a lot of clients. I'm like, I mean, I, you know, I'll tell my clients, I say, I freaking adore you. Like you, you are freaking awesome. I'll tell clients, you, I, and I'll say, here is why I love you. You know, I'm going to tell you why I love you. And if you think that I'm blowing smoke up your ass, um, whoever whoever you know did that to you previously, that blew smoke right. up your ass, I'm not them. Right. <laughs> okay, that was them. I'm me. I'm giving you a straight shit. Because if you did something stupid right now, I will be the first to say that was stupid, and here's why. Because right. I give a shit. The foundation of my values is I give a shit. I give a shit. I really freaking care. And I have the years of experience and, and confidence and conviction to go, you know what? I see what I see. I believe what I see. I, I'm not here to mold things in a way that I'm not trying to change what's in front of me. 
I will try and leverage the assets of what I see before me for the, the benefit, the greatest good. But that's, that's just, that's just a matter of, of personal philosophy. Well, it's, it's, it's your values, right? But it makes me, you know, makes me want to use the F word here. And, and you know what you've done with your clients, you've befriended them. You become the friend. You thought the other F word, eh? Right? So, you know, <laughs> I, I saw your ears oh, for a oh, bit. That, I'm like, oh, that F word. That F word. Yeah. No, but you know, this is what I really, the, the more I'm getting to know you, the more I'm realizing that you've got humility in your humanity and, and you know, it, you talk about you care and, 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 you know, you give a shit, but you don't do shit, you know? And for anyone who is offended to these four letter words, you know, this is part of who you are. It's part of who we are. And it's part of being unfiltered. So welcome to the yeah. podcast. But the idea is that, <laughs> right. You can choose not to listen. I mean, yeah. we don't use words like love and friends. And I, the odd times that I'll see them on social media platforms, they've got these fuzzy guzzy videos, but you know, if leaders can be your friend, whether it's watching a Netflix video with you or going out for coffee or, or calling you into their office and calling you out. Because if we don't have trust, if I can't give you feedback and I can't befriend you, I'm somehow trying to find the right tone, right? And trying to package something in a way that, right? And again, I want to bring this back to branding because we brand ourselves. We show up every day. How do we show up? You know, I'm sure you're talking to organizations here about their branding and how they market, but as a leader, I need to show up in an organization and brand myself in a certain way and market myself to the people I work with. And if I do yeah. it in a way that I'm two faces or multiple faces, people can't work with me. So my question to you, and I hear this often, and I'm a victim of this because you asked me earlier, who's your audience? I'm like, well, my audience is kind of here right? It's because I like to think I can do a lot and it can, but niching is really important. So finding your niche, finding your path is really important. Working yeah. on it. You and I need to work on it. But tell me, is branding and niching the same thing? Or is one before the other? They're, they are related, but I'm going, to I'm, going to take, I'm going to take a, a 30,000 foot view on this, and that's this. Niching to me, you know, that's kind of like, that's how people go, let's drill down on our focus, da, 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 because we want to appeal to XYZ demographic. I, I, that's not the way I roll. To me, that's like, people aren't just numbers and, and uh, age brackets and this and that. The other. That's bullshit. I, I hate that. Um, you know, I, look, I tend to look at things uh, from a lifestyle standpoint, much more so. It's, a, it's more of a probably a little more of a, of a psychographic, if I were to put it in any bucket, probably a little more like that. It's the same way that I invest. I mean, I, the, my investments are, are specifically, I, I, look at, I look at where things have become part of lifestyles. And that's, what I, that's one of the metrics that I go by. But the thing that I would say is, Branding is what makes it possible for a good idea to take hold in the world. That's what branding does. Niching to me is almost tactical. It's like, oh, okay, let's let's shoot, let's look at this vertical, blah, 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 and it's kind of like, hello. There are people's lives who are going to either be benefited by this or not. Now, if I've 
if I, the entrepreneur, have gone ahead and taken the time and the effort to create a product or a service or a company that actually transforms someone's life from this to this, it makes it simpler, it makes it cooler, it makes it sleeker, it makes it more beautiful, it makes it smell nicer, it makes it feel nicer, it makes it taste better, whatever the hell it is. Um, if I have done the due diligence to create something that's possible to transform something from one place to another place, it is, it is incumbent upon, it is vital, it is it, that I take ownership to make sure that it's going to arrive in the hearts and minds of those that I'm seeking that I can benefit. And that to me is what branding does. In absence of that, branding is, if it's treated like some freaking exercise, like some marketing tool that happens to just maybe occasionally interact with people, that orientation, nothing will work. I don't give a sh I don't give a shit if you have the greatest name. I don't give a shit if you got the this, that, da, 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 da. you're gonna be an asshole because you don't you you're not even I mean, I have a I have a person I have two people in, in, in the tech world, one that was one client from the East Coast and one from the West Coast. One from the West Coast is a complete, utter dick asshole who I can't stand and I refuse to work with because this person, it was always about them. It was like, it, it, there wasn't enough oxygen in the room when you walked in, when Ego. you went into a meeting. It was disgusting. I hated it. And all the arrows in their pockets went into their pockets. Whereas the other one who I've made, I, who I personally have turned into a multi, multi, multi millionaire, like in the eight, eight figure, uh, no, probably, probably Lots more like the, no, the 11, the, probably 11 figures, 11 figures. Okay. Because so the thing is, well, the bottom line is, 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 but that person gives back. That's one of the nicest, nicest CEOs that person gives back and is just incredible, incredible. Right. But I'm talking about, I'm talking about like the amount of money that I've made for that person is only rewarding to the extent of how much they've given back to the world. You know, it comes back to what you said earlier. Is it focused on us? And what we're trying to do and trying to, you know, solve the issues, you know, kind of egoistic, you know, I want more money. I want more of this, more of that. It's, it's, it's me. Or is it, what difference am I making? Am I trying to solve something for someone else? Am I bringing the solution or am I asking people to become the solution for me? Right. And I had, you know, I, I have to full disclosure. I didn't know the answer to the nation branding because I'm still trying to deal with it myself. Right. Trying to figure out yeah. where I'm going. But, you know, as you were talking, I thought, wait a minute, niching is really internally focused. It's trying to make me think I've got this gift that God or something, someone gave me. Mm -hmm. And how do I want to use it? Because don't friggin' tell me, Muhammad, you've just got to do this. So, you know, I mentioned I got a day job and I don't want to tell this about me, but I think a lot of people are in my position where they say, I can do a lot. I'm not talking about jack of all trades. I'm talking about people who feel they want to do a lot. You know, want to give back to the community, want to work for the family, want to do for a day job, night job. So why 
put yourself on a one freeway and just drive and say, this is my niche and I'm not going out of it. And that's the argument I've used with people that try to put me back in the niche. But what I'm hearing from you, niche is internally focused and how I get my car going and the drive, you know, how I drive along the highway. Branding is destination focus and what I'm doing along the way. Who am I bringing along in that experience? How am I making a difference? You know, does the music you're, that's playing in the background help me to elevate the message that I'm sending out to the people who are in the car with me and going on the drive? Do we maybe decide to veer off the highway and go somewhere and you know, maybe watch the sunset? And branding all of a sudden becomes this vision of where you can go. Niche is where I have to stay. Right. And so niche, niche is a niche is more of a reaction. Branding is more of, like you said, branding is more future oriented. Yeah. Where can where can we go? What what paths can we go down that may no one maybe has ever gone before? You know, it's 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 relevant to a point. I talked to I was talking to someone a couple of weeks ago, and I basically just said, "Look, there's a thing about growth." It's like, if this is, if this is your current skill set, this represents your current knowledge base and skill set. If you just stay within that, you're not growing. Now, somebody go and look, say, well, that's my skill set. And that's my area of specialization. And I'm really comfortable with that. Well, that's good that you're comfortable with that. It also includes no growth. And it also includes no risk. Now, if you start to go outside of that to expand, you're going to go into terrain that you have not previously gone on. That's called growth. And with growth, there's going to be a little bit of risk. You're going to be trying things you haven't necessarily done before. That's okay. To me, the greatest risk is freaking the stagnancy of just like, okay, this is it. I'm done. Well, you know what? The world doesn't stay the same. Right. So while the world is Changes, needs are changing, things are pivoting, stuff's going on. If you're staying like that, you will become a dinosaur. That's the way, to, that's the surefire recipe to become a fossil. But if you want to actually expand, you're going to have to grow. And you can, if you grow, you're going to have to go on terrain you haven't been on before. And if you're going to do that, there's going to be some risk associated with it. And that means you're going to occasionally fail. But that just means that you learned what not to do. So it's no big deal. Interesting. So. So let, let, on building on that, can a company successfully be immutable, stay true to its story and its image, but rebrand to adapt to the changing environment or the changing world? How, how many to, to, to the extent to the extent that they're that they're uh, connected to their values. If they're connected to their values, which are timeless, yeah. then 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 there's right. room. Right. In this room, if it's if it's just like I mean, like for example, <clears throat> like I'm I'm very much for those that are familiar with me, they know that I'm really into. I, I love good coffee. I love amazing handmade chocolate, and I love and I love great music. And I have like a ridiculous musical library, not only current but also the 700 CDs that I have right back here in my in my uh, storage uh, area. Um, you know, when we played CDs in the office and, you know, one of the things, one of the things with um, all of this is, you know, it's like, it's like music 
I was going to use a metaphor. I was going to use a musical analogy. And now I've completely lost where the hell I was going to go. <laughs> well, can I help you build on it? Is it like Beethoven rebranding into ACDC or is it him writing a new sonnet, right? So, a new symphony. So, you know, and, and I think about Apple, you used Apple earlier. and I don't want to keep giving a shout out here. Uh, in the future, I might get sponsored. Who knows? <laughs> but the idea is that Apple doesn't tell you buy our computers or buy our phones. You're buying their ecosystem. You're buying yeah. how you're buying into their values. You're buying into the whole, you know, and, and they can come up with a new iPhone or, 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 or a new phone altogether, right? But it doesn't break from the value. And, right. and so, you know, how do we bring that back into leadership? How do we bring into, you know, kind of going from here, the companies that you work with, and now let's say you're working with, you know, Mrs. Entrepreneur, and she's saying to you, hey, I'm growing. This is what I'm dealing with on a daily basis. I, I want to build my brand. I want to do a better job at leading teams of people that are working in my company. Where does branding come in? Where can it come in? Well, how can it, how can it, how can you have a, how can you be dealing with people and, and not have branding come in? Branding is branding is simply, let, let, let me, let me fill in a possibly missing, missing component. For those who, for those who have read my book, they know that I, I introduced the definition of branding because I did not find one agreed upon definition of branding, right? There were lots of philosophies and lots of theories and lots of this and lots of that. And they all touched upon little things and they danced around, but there was no like sort of one agreed upon thing. And I came up with this forward definition which is the art of differentiation. Now, the thing is that, about that is that, so if you really own that, if you own your role in the world, you're gonna have to own how well it's differentiated so that people don't think that, oh, well, what you're talking about is no different than this thing over here or this thing over here, or this thing over here. That, that would be a failure to differentiate. So it's incumbent upon you to basically go, all right, that's it. I mean, I got to own our role in the world. How are we different? And that recognition is not only consumer facing, that recognition is internally facing. How are we different? I mean, that's why, that's why I love like going back to the cold Claude thing with Claude Silver is, you know, they came up instead of going HR, right? Which just would have, everyone in the planet is HR. Who gives a shit about HR? I mean, it's like HR, human resources. It's like, what is that? It's like, what does it resources. mean? Resources. Yeah. Are we really yeah, resources? What, yeah. So the, I, the fact that they came up with the, the chief, that her title's chief heart officer, the first one on, uh, in, in business and on the world. Love that. Love that. That was like, that was an extension of their, you know, irreverence. And, and there was even, there was even one, and it just shows the sensibility of, of uh, you know, Gary and, and, and the culture that he's put there. I mean, even when I visited their offices, you know, I mean, it was like, uh, I loved, they, uh, they had a closet in their reception area. And you see, you see there's the seating and there's the seating and the couches and this, that, the other. And there's this closet. And there's a little, little sign on the wall. Does it say closet? Hell no. And I loved that. What did it say? It said, Coat Hotel. <laughs> and I was like, yes, I love that. And you know, in about five years or maybe five months if COVID wasn't around, 
that would be the new thing. You're in New York, right? Yeah. So that's going to be the next thing. You know, you go to a restaurant and you'll say, where's the closet? You mean the coat hotel, right? <laughs> and it'll finally make its way to London, Ontario in about six years, right? We'll be yeah. calling it coat hotel. But you yeah. know, you, you bring up a great point here where we spend every friggin' day trying to look like other people. Going on, whether it's social media, wanting to be like all these influencers and all these celebrities and we want to look just like them we dress like them we talk like them we watch what they eat and you know we are different we are born to be different you know we get up in the morning and we dress a certain way and when we weren't you know working from home we'd actually complete the the outfit and not just stay in our pjs right but we'd actually go out and, and we put ourselves into a certain presentational mode right and the way we look the glasses the everything it it's, says hey this is me but we spend so much time wanting to be like everybody else and your point about the differentiator so it takes me back to my niche because i'm trying to work this out for me and i'm hoping that people will you know this will resonate with them you can have your niche but you need to have your differentiator and when you need to communicate your differentiator that's where your branding comes in because your branding is going to say I'm here, and what you see is what you get. And you know, that, that to me, again, comes back to the issue of leadership as no filters. You, what you see is what you get. And you know, branding, you know, I, I want to take this thing that, you know, whenever we talk about branding, you know, when I was doing my homework on it, I'm like, well, was, you know, is branding just about these big companies? And I was trying to, you know, pull it down and unpack it into leadership and into the personal experience. I think you want everybody to walk away and say, you know, if you can't brand yourself, well, let you, I might just put words into, into your mouth. What would be the advice that you'd give me about not, you know, what, what, the risk of not branding myself? Oh, that's obvious. Yeah. I mean, it's... Look, if branding is the art of differentiation, then, then not branding is the art of blending in. It's the art of being a commodity. It's the art of being valueless. And as a result, meanings that you're going to be, it's the art of, oh, I want to just be, I just want to haggle on price because no one sees that I'm worth anything. Right. You know, or that what I'm offering is worth anything. Um, and, there's no, and there's no sort of ecosystem of greatness you know, that goes along with my brand. That's bullshit. It's like, you know, I mean, I'll be the first one to tell. I mean, if someone's like, well, you know, I'm not really great. I said, you're right. You closed me. Yeah. I don't challenge him. It's like, you're right. And by the way, I also know that you're also great <laughs> if you change your mind. But right now, you're right. You know, you're freaking ordinary. You blend in. Thanks for being a piece of wood. Congratulations. David, if you had to blow your nose, what would you use? What? But you're going to ask me about Kleenex? You just said it, right? And if you had to clean your ears, what would you use? What, Q-tip? But it's called a cotton, it's actually a cotton swab and a serviette, but we call it Q-tip. So we call it Kleenex because, you know, we call it Band-Aid because those companies have done a really good job at differentiating themselves from every other piece of paper that I used to blow my nose and wipe my behind. And, you That's know, great. I think if I'm going to be different and offer a service that is just like anyone else out there, because 
you know, whether you're a coach, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you, whatever you're doing, you're selling something, you're making a living. You're going to stand out because you do it differently. You have a different experience and that's your brand. Yeah. And the bottom, and the bottom line is, is those who, those who are like, no, oh, you know, I really can't, I can't find a point of difference. Can't find a point of difference. Can't find a point of difference. You know what? You can't find a point of difference because you lack the ingenuity. It's right. not on me. It's not on me. It's not on everyone else. It's not on the market. It's not this. It's not that. That's bullshit. If you, if you have such a lack of imagination and such a lack of ingenuity and such an unwillingness of uh, such a lack of conviction to be courageous and to challenge the norm, do you, I mean, what people fail to realize every norm today was at one point a breakthrough, right? Everyone tell me one norm today that was not at one point a breakthrough. Can't do it. Can't do it. That's innovation. That's life. It's life. Yeah. Yeah. I only say that because yeah, it's innovation, but, 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 but I hate when people go, that's innovation as though it's like this separate bucket of existence. Right. And no. then there's this other, but no, that's called life. Right. You know what? If you're not innovating, you're not living. If you're not innovating, you're not breathing. If you're not innovating, you're not, you're not shaking things up. Life didn't show up just to sort of be babysat. Let's, let's make it freaking amazing. And if you're not branding, you don't have a pulse. And you, you don't know, have a pulse. You don't, you don't have, have a pulse. pulse. You, not only do you not have a pulse, you don't recognize that others have a pulse. Not only do you not oh, have a heart, yeah. you fail to recognize that others have a heart. And you know, you, just so people kind of understand where, why this is so important. All those companies that we've mentioned today started with one person and one dream. So whether it was Steve Jobs out of his basement, Google out of their, their, their garage, whatever. You know, so for, for someone to think, well, I'm just talking about me and my small world and my niche or my brand and my entrepreneur, they all spirit or, you know, whatever service I have, but your differentiator can make you the next. If you choose and if you brand it well, if you, enough, choose. If you, if choose, you choose, you can be the next Kleenex. Just Completely. don't wipe your butt with me, right? You know, David, thank you. And this is where I get to the point of the podcast where if you could give one piece of advice, not obviously around branding here, what is, you know, I have something called the unfiltered thought of the week. So, if you could give one piece of advice for people to do things better because of their branding or through their branding, what would it be? Never, ever stop being hungry for how great something can be. Never forfeit that. That is your right as not only a business person, not only as an entrepreneur, but as a citizen of earth, everything that you interact with can be made better, period. And if you move away from that wonderful place, that's on you. So, so you know, it's like, it's a choice. Some people may choose to do that. They just want to kind of like be, be ultra comfortable. They want to be ultra, well, you know, kind of, they want to shake things up. Da, da, da. Right. It's like bullshit. I mean, it's like, look, that, that to me, that's a life of, that's a, that's a life of death. That's a mediocrity. Life of death. 
It's mediocrity. No it's comp it's compromise. There's no no vitality. The greatest things that we celebrate are the result of someone who decided why not. And so my advice is never forfeit that hunger. Never forfeit that curiosity. You know, curiosity is what results in, in original ideas, things that break through, things that change things, things that challenge norms. Because the world changes, the world evolves. And either we're driving that change or we're just along for the freaking ride. And I don't like just being a passenger. I like getting in the cockpit every now and again. <laughs> right. And you do that incredibly well. And I want to thank you for driving me around and flying me around in your, in your, in your space and talking about branding and why it's important. And Absolutely. I'm going to continue being famished to learn more about <laughs> why branding can really change who we are and do really change the world. So thank you for being my unfiltered guest today. Stay my pleasure. Through. Thank you. Absolutely. All the best. Totally. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Unfiltered, the show about authentic leadership and personal growth. Like what you heard? Click subscribe, share it, and tell a friend about it. And don't forget to leave a rating.